0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, something to keep in mind before we even meditate on the Word of God. We're in the season of when we sing, whatever the season is called. It's that time of the year when we are entering into the final stages of what we call the liturgical year. It's the year of the liturgy. Advent begins The season of the church, is what we call it, uh, ends it. But the technical name of the season is the season of the blessing or the hallowing of the church. This becomes important to keep something in mind. Once we start with Advent, Jesus is the center all throughout, all until this particular season. And it's weird because it's not Jesus who's the center, it's the bride of Jesus who's the center. And it's very strange because I believe we're maybe one or two other Eastern rites that might be as crazy as we are. Or should I say as good as we are, but I don't want to say it Eric. But that's the beauty of taking the season. What have we meditated throughout the year? God loves us, what He's willing to do for us, becoming human, teaching, suffering, dying, rising, giving us hope, ascending, sending the Holy Spirit. Also, the other feasts that we celebrate, lesser known, like Transfiguration. We celebrate also the Feast of the Triumph of the Cross. And now the question is to you. What does all this mean to you? God for the last year has been saying, I'm here. Look what I'm doing for you. Look what I want you to understand. This is what I continuously do for you. What is your response? Where do you want to belong in all of this? Think back to this year. How was Christmas last year? Yeah, it was great. We went to hear it. No, I'm talking about Jesus. talking about Easter. What did it do for you? What about the person behind the celebrations? Where does he fit in your life? This is the question now being asked. Because on one hand, this is the season of... We call it the season of the church, the hallowing of the church, the blessing of the church... The purification of the church, the strengthening of the church, the glorification of the church. And the church in all of its meaning, the hierarchy, its authority. You? Look at the song that we sing, the hymn. What does it mean? Tell me, oh church. It's kind of weird to try to sing it in English. Told me our church, oh where, 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 where build you, build you, build you, build you, build you. But why does he repeat the word build you, build you, build you, build you? Jesus is asking you this question today. Where do you want me to build you after now we've meditated on the whole year? What I've done for you. What do you want? What's your decision? Do you want to be built on the sun? It's powerful, it's awesome. But what i say at the end of it, oh, it's going to fall. Well, where do you want to be built? Do you want to be built on the power of this world? What about the moon? It's dazzling. It's beautiful. It helps people at night. Do you want to build your faith on something like the moon in today's world? Do you want to build it on something that fades Necessary, important, not everlasting. What about the stars? They seem endless. They're gorgeous to behold. And some of us like to see what our future is in the stars. Sorry, lame. Did that just come out of my mouth? Yeah. Um, No. They will fall also. They will fall like leaves. They will die. There will come a time when they will end. Interestingly enough, some of those stars have already ended. According to science, they've already blown up and they're already done. Their light is just now appearing to us. They're how many light years away and whatever. Which is very interesting to say that many of us would like to put our future in the hands of something that's already dead. And vanished. And vanished. Just the brilliance of its vanishing is just now appearing to us. What about influential people? What about futures? What about making a name for yourself? What about power? Where do you want to build your church? Jesus asks you today. Before we answer this question, in the first reading... There's a lot of boring details of what God tells Moses on how to build this place where they're going to worship. And I'm sorry, there's a lot of that detail. If you don't know what it's all about, and some of it, even when you do know, it's like, all right, I get it. Got it. It's got to be this length, this width, whatever. But the key word that God tells Moses is, look at the pattern that I'm going to show you. It's in heaven. I want you to emulate. I want you to follow that pattern and build it. And I'm going to give you the details. That's an external way of saying this is how God is saying to you. I have been working in all the details of this temple that I'm now building. And that's you. All the details of what things have transpired. Of how God has been knocking on your door. And how God has been speaking to you. And God has given you details. And he's saying, I want you, for your sake, to be able to see how much I am doing things for you. Which causes this first reading, or second reading, I should say, to St. Paul to say, oh, we have such a high priest. He's been looking, searching, doing, building, sacrificing going after us. So now, question is, back. Where do you want to build your church? Where do you want to build your faith? Where do you want to build your life? Basically, who's Jesus for you? Where does he stand? What is he for you? Is he just a ceremony that we're supposed to go when it's called Christmas or Easter or Sunday, or whatever. Is he a person, or a thing we celebrate? Because Jesus today wants to come and engage you. And I'm talking about putting a ring on your finger. And I'm talking about him saying, I want to marry you. I want to be intimate with you. I want to be united with you, because that's what we celebrate in this season. It's the marriage also, amongst the other things, of Jesus and his church. The book of Revelation is very clear about that. That at at the very ending, it says, The church with the Spirit is saying, Come, Lord Jesus. The church, the bride. So now Jesus comes to you and says, Will you marry me? Will you be intimate with me? Will you be united with me? Will you be one with me? Will you be my bride? that I show off to the rest of the world. Will you be my saint? Will you be my child? Where's your heart? Is he worth it? Is he worth sacrificing everything for him? Or is he, yeah, 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 he's, he's up top five, top three. I got a family. I got things I gotta do. I've got a future I've got to take care of. Or is he number one? Man shall leave his father and mother and cling to his wife. Jesus left his father so he can cling to you. What are you willing to respond? Jesus did everything. And we celebrated everything this past year. So we come to now. For those who have already accepted him, and said, oh yes, he's my Lord, he's my God, he's my all. Now the next question comes. Will you show him off? I want to show off my ring. This is my fiancée, this is my spouse, this is my wife, this is my husband. We love to do that. And it's great, and it's important that we do that. I don't mean it in a bad way. But now will you share him? Will you speak of him? Will you come out and say, that's my love. He's my all. Will you proclaim him? Now I'm not talking about arrogantly. Say, hey, look at me. I, I believe in Jesus. And, and, you know, and some people, and I hate to say this, they just throw him in your face. It's almost like there's somebody's beating me over the head with a Bible. It's like, it doesn't work. That's not how Jesus wants it. Notice the ending of the gospel, where God the Father threw Isaiah 700 years before the coming of Christ and saying, and I quote, this is my Habibi. No joke, that's exactly what he says. That's the Father saying, this this is my Habibi, who I want to share with you. Are we willing to say, Jesus is my Habibi that I'm willing to share with you? Is he my intimate? Is he my all? So, we're not here to bludgeon anybody. Neither is Jesus. And that's why Jesus asks, Where do you want me to build you? On the rock! Oh, that's appealing. It's not dazzling. It's not as beautiful as the sun. It's not as wonderful as the moon. It's not as blingy. It's got plenty of understanding of this word. It's not as blingy as the stars. Not as influential. But a rock. Solid foundation. On this rock, I want to build my faith, my love, my hope, my desire, my future, my present my church. On this rock, I will build my church. Because Jesus asked me this question to save me, I just want to respond with, blessed be the name of Jesus.